Hi, it's Jasmine. You know, that girl who did you know what way before the internet ever existed. Join me and my special guest every week as we talk about anything and everything because nothing is too taboo. So punch your ticket and get on board the crazy train with me, Jasmine Saint Clair. All aboard! Happy holidays and welcome to a brand new episode of Crazy Train Podcast with moi, Jasmine Saint Clair. I know that I took a two-way hiatus. It's because I was working on some really cool projects. But also, don't forget, if you're enjoying the podcast, make sure to stop by and rate and review on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. Then also, every Monday night at 8.30 p.m. Eastern, 5.30 p.m. Pacific Time, you could join me live on YouTube, on my YouTube station for Off the Rails, where we go off the rails talking about anything and everything because nothing is too taboo. And most of all, maybe I'll have a guest pop on now and again. And speaking of guests, a few months ago when Chrissy Mayer was in LA, she did a show in Burbank and I got to meet the the actual host of the show for comedy show, Keanu Thompson, who's making quite a name for herself these days in podcasting and on the internet. Let's welcome this dark haired, blue eyed beauty, Keanu Thompson. So I swear your eyes have to be fake because they're so blue. Oh my God. (laughs) They're not. They're they're, they're uh, you know, people do that. I think it's got to be the ring light. It's definitely not just me. What do you have? Brown eyes? I like yeah, brown eyed girl. Yeah, very brown eyes. Yes, but you, my brown eyes turn blue when I see you. So I have to say, when I met you, I was I knew you were cool because you're friends with Chrissy, of course. But I didn't know like how cool you really were, because there's so many female comics out there that just don't get it. Like, they talk about older men with younger girls, and they make it seem rapey, which it really isn't. But you, my friend, when you were saying something about dating a much older guy, I'm thinking of, like, a fat, bald-headed guy (laughs) with, like, a pudgy face. But not Gino Bisconti, of all people. No, yeah. Actually, was I... Was I engaged back then? I we're actually engaged. We're betrothed. <laughs> yes. So now I'm betrothed to an old man. So it's fine. No, he's not. He's not pudgy. He's in great shape, and he, he maturity-wise, we even out. If I'm 31 and he's about to turn 55, we're pretty much in the same place. So. You know. <laughs> it was the cutest thing. So I just remember seeing you with Chrissy and Lila that night. How did you even get into this whole circle of podcasting and comics? I actually met Gino and Chrissy through, uh, I used to do, I think the first show I did on Compound Media was Burning Bridges with Kevin Brennan. And then I, I started doing In Hot Water, which is Gino's show. And then I, Chrissy didn't, wasn't even doing the wet spot yet. And then uh, eventually when she had a show there, I started doing her shows and we all just became the best of friends. I started boning Gino and then I was, um... <laughs> I've known Chrissy forever too, and we work really well together. And um, so we've been—I've been opening for her a lot. We just got back from uh, Tampa, actually, and we were just—we I just have the best time with her. So it's easy to tour around with her too. That's kind of cool. I get stage fright. I don't know how you girls do it all the time, especially with some of the stuff you say. But it's fun. <laughs> I know we say the dumbest shit. It's—I like, don't know. There's something because I'm sort of a shy person at first. There's something uh, easier about standing and saying bizarre shit in front of a bunch of people you don't know. 
as opposed to like trying to mingle at a party, I guess. That sounds crazy, but uh, yeah, I've always been sort of shy, actually. A lot of comics are, actually, but yeah. I think with that, it's because you don't know if you'll ever see those people again that are in that room, whereas at a party, these could be people in your social or your family circle. That's yeah? true. That's true. Like, you don't want to just happen. You don't want to say some sort of untoward joke at, like, your family's you know, your cousin's bat mitzvah or something, you know, you, you have to see those people again. If you make a horrible joke on stage, you could just run out the back door. So. Yeah, I don't know. I think like I showed up to my cousin's wedding unvaccinated and they oh, thought right. I was joking. I wasn't joking. You're like, I'm not joking. I'm really not. They're like, I know it's all of a sudden it's like stay away from us don't come near here that's the worst i know because my uh fiance is and chrissy too the, neither of them are i didn't want to get vaccinated i did because yeah. i'm a pushover and i felt like i'm not gonna be able to live in new york but uh i really hate that i did because i just i don't even want to take an advil i'll drink a thousand white claws a day but uh <laughs> i <laughs> but for some reason that vaccine just really freaked me out i i cried when i did it but uh I'm not dead yet, so we'll see. <laughs> not yet, like knock wood. No, I don't think you're like that. My mom took it and like all of a sudden the blood pressure problems. I'm afraid of needles. So I also have a, a doctor's note that I am exempt from a mask. Oh, wow, so okay. I, yeah, so I go in for allergy shots every other week or maybe once a month now, I think I'm up to. You have to have a mask on the doctor's office. I went in there yesterday, let me tell you, I got the dirtiest looks from a like room full of people with masks on. You gotta have your mask on. You gotta. Go. I don't have to have shit on. I have a doctor's note, and right. if you discriminate, then I'm protected under ADA or whatever it is. Hip. One of those things. They're all the same. Right. Right. Say, like, get out of my face. No. How dare you? It's none of your business. I'm not breathing on you. Please stop it. Yeah, I like walking by people in the street sometimes that have the mask on and just sneezing, like not at them, but just the noise effect just sounds like nails on a chalkboard to them. But getting back to you with your whole, with the whole comedy and podcasting, what came first, the comedy or the podcast? And what even brought you into comedy? Well, uh, okay. I was a theater major, which is a useless degree. I don't... I had fun in college. There's absolutely no reason to any, for anybody to ever get a theater major because it's useless. You're getting a degree to be a waitress, basically. Um, but when I was moving to New York, I loved college, but I had one professor who said, uh, he used to do stand-up. He said, you're moving to New York. I really think that you should try this. I moved here. The first month I was here, I tried stand-up. I think I took a class. Ugh, I, I, it's so embarrassing, but I didn't know how to get into it. So then... I started doing stand-up and I never, I never stopped. Through that, I met, um, his name is Alan Fuchs. He's a comedian and he was looking for a co-host on his podcast. Um, so I was the co-host on that podcast for quite a few years. And that's how I met. Um, then we used to do our podcast, um, um, sometimes it's serious. And then sometimes we would do appearances at Compound Media. So then that's how I met that whole crew. And through all that, we're all doing, and we did, yeah, we so we do a lot of stand-up together, go on the road together, and then I had started Keanu Cast in June. So that's where we are, long and short. 
That's pretty cool because everyone, I mean, I could tell you're a theater major by the way you talk. I knew it right away when you were on stage. I'm like, that bitch took theater. Like, she didn't take improv. I don't, did you take improv? No, I am terrible at improv. Oh my God. I can't. I can't. And I, I find theater people abhorrent. Like, they're the most, they, they, can, they can be so embarrassing. Not that I don't have theater friends or anything, but it gets so. It's not an entirely useless major. It it teaches you how to be on a stage, I guess. So, for stand up, that's fine. That's sort of a necessity on a stage or like in the back of an Italian restaurant or doing stand up under a tree if it's COVID or whatever, you know. So, we're killing. Oh, God. <laughs> now shows during COVID. Yeah. Well, look, that degree is more useful than like gender studies mm -hmm. or um, some kind of crap like that. Oh yeah. Uh, my family spent sixty to seventy five thousand dollars for my cousin's daughter yeah. to go to college and get a degree in gender studies. Like what's what's there to study? <laughs> what, like, well they won't yeah, what's me. the degree? Yeah. I'm like what this you got a penis or you have a vagina? There was like no in between unless you're like a hermaphrodite. So what is this for? But yeah. During COVID, I think it really destroyed a lot of shows. I suffered from stage fright, but I took improv and all that. Then I had a one woman show like right after COVID. That's Amazing. when people had to have like vax cards. Mm -hmm. And yeah. that really chases people away. So when you did shows in Florida, do you see a difference between the crowds in like Florida and California or like the more conservative states versus, versus the most liberal, more liberal states? The what? Yes, I'm not a. I I very rarely touch on politics because right. I don't feel qualified enough. Like, but there is a major difference. I have a joke that that has. I was like, okay, I think I was in Connecticut, okay, and I was at a, it was at a country club. Um, this is the 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 most bizarre thing, the worst stage experience of my life, basically. Just something about this crowd. It was going great, but there was this one woman. And I have a joke about, um, it's mostly about gender reveal parties, but it has an abortion element to it. First 20 minutes of my set, wonderful. Then I went, I'll gamble with the abortion gender reveal party joke. Why not? I was at a country club. They were putting me up at the country club. I had to stay at the country club. There was no escaping. I told the joke. A, they were laughing. It was kind of like, eh. but this woman stood up, looked me directly in the eye, and she went, that's shitty. She raised her hand. I didn't know what the fuck to say. I had no idea. I, there, I, there was no getting out of it. When people were, like, talking to me after, it was like a funeral procession. Like, we're so sorry. We're so sorry that happened to you. So audience-wise major difference like you should have gino on this show too um he talks about covid the vaccine all of it i mean and doesn't give a fuck where he is but if people get mad he's like well fuck you he doesn't he 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 basically generally can can get a smile out of anybody so yeah yeah he's out there he's very wild um, i was on a show a couple of times no wonder it's called in hot water um, I got in some hot water after I did his show ones because of something I said. I don't know what I said. She, oh, wow. she, so she said, yeah, I, oh, that's what it was. He, That's what they did to me. They asked me on the show, are you a Republican? I'm like, what makes you think I'm a Republican? So 
and I didn't have a Trump shirt on. I didn't have. He just. I'm like, what? I think he said what it was. I'm like, yeah, I'm a Republican. After that, the producer, the old producer from my show, was like, I have to take an emotional break from you for a while. I'm like, what? So if you're looking for the safest and coolest way to bet online and the most variety, of course, of games and like almost anything you could bet on, stop at betonline.ag because I guarantee you there is something for everyone. I'm going to tell Gino today, I have to take an emotional break from you for a while. (laughs) A mental break. Say, I need a mental break because I feel really... Um, demoralized by you and I feel as though you're insensitive and you have no morals that you crush them under your toe and that woman you could have said to her she said that's shitty just say yeah and you're fishy like yeah, you smell fishy thank you. it was so funny her husband was sitting at the bar I walked out I was like well I need a white cloth <laughs> he was sitting there with a with a drink like this he had like a scotch and I was like can I have a white cloth please and then he was like that's my wife and I was like oh my god I'm so sorry and then he went, no, you were pouring your heart out up there and she just had to fucking ruin it. <laughs> Did he get his phone number? He I'm followed joking. me outside and smoked a cigarette with me. I'm like, it's okay, man. You hate her. I do too. Please. <laughs> That's got to be so tough, like going up. Do you know, like, what is the time? Like you're up there on the stage, right? Lights uh-huh. are on. You're on. Your heart's already dropped to the ground. You yeah. may not have the cotton mouth, but is there a time stamp? as to when you're up there and you're standing there that you realize people don't like you or do like you once you read that room? Like, is it three seconds within the first two minutes? I have pretty much have, I know, I, I tell a joke that I know, I start with a joke that I know will work. And if I can make that first joke work, then I'm okay. If I start to get like, oh, if I fucking randomly start with the most filthy joke I have, for some reason, if people are like, eh, we're, we're afraid of you, then I start to get scared. So you kind of have to warm into it. But I know immediately this is going to be bad or, okay, we got them. It'll be fine. Even if I tell the abortion gender reveal party joke, they'll be okay. But no, and it's a terrifying thing when it starts to, when it starts to crumble. <laughs> but pretty, pretty good at it. Pretty, pretty professional about it now where I can... I mean, 99% of the time get them, but everybody has a shitty night here and there. <laughs> yeah, you guys had a fun night that night. Like, I could tell it was really cool, even despite well, we had that weird old... Perry thing, but... Um, yeah, other than this problem? Oh, my God, like, no. Dude, it's like you live in your parents' basement, and, like, I don't, like, I don't get you, dude. Like, you special bus but anyway um yeah you're like yeah is yeah. that mean i don't care yeah okay yeah it's, it's all the it's, same to me he it's, would yeah. say the same or no it's his merry like band of followers that follow him around and make money off of him they're the more sinister ones even yeah i they would they've said they said mean shit about me even after that whole thing i'm like you almost ripped down our stage it was really bizarre but you know we handled yeah, it <laughs> With McDonald's, too, to boot. With McDonald's. <laughs> Go classy. Like, if you're in L.A., it's in and out Burger. Now, I see that you have that Breakfast at Tiffany's Mask. That's my favorite movie. Is it? Yes, I love that movie. And I hadn't seen it in years. Me and Gino love to watch that movie, though, because uh, he always says I remind him of Audrey. But my mom is my co-host on 
Well, she's my sidekick on uh, most of my Keanu casts, and we tend to get, like, goofy. Sometimes the, the streams will go on for, like, six hours, and then I just, I always put the mask on my head because uh, it, we call it Kiki After Dark, so that's why that's hanging there like that, but... Wait, your mom is involved in your madness? Like, you talk to oh, your mom. Yeah, she your loves it. Yeah, she's a, she's a total goofball. And she's, she's, uh, that's why when we're streaming, like, sometimes the Keanu cast will go on for, like, six hours because we don't want a good time to end. It's like we're just sitting in the kitchen yapping to each other. And if people are still watching and commenting, we won't, we just won't stop. It's, it's, it's a madness, but it's fun, so... Well, what do you think it is that drew you to Breakfast at Tiffany's as one of your favorite movies or movies or three, three things? What are the three things you like about Breakfast at Tiffany's? Because I know there's a million. Well, uh, okay. Audrey is like, she's the epitome of style, right? That's the most beautiful woman of, uh, that ever lived. I, yeah. I love that. I, um, I love the, what else do I love about Breakfast at Tiffany's? when she sings Moon River. What could be, what's more romantic and gorgeous than that? Hmm. What else about three things, three things. I love that, that adorable scene where they steal the masks. It's oh like, oh my I, God. Yeah. Don Papard. It's like a great love story because they're two high-end hookers that work all these people and they're kind of working each other, but not really. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, maybe, yeah, the sort of the hooker aspect of it. Maybe I kind of like, maybe I'm sort of drawn to that too. I don't mind that at all, right? <laughs> I'm going to go with yes, because you made the sugar, da you made the daddy jokes. And not, there's one other right. girl I know who did it, but it just didn't come across as organic or authentic. But you came across very authentic in those jokes. I'm like, oh, that's my, that's my people right there. Right. This is great. <laughs> exactly. So your mom... I think that's cool your mom actually helped you or comes in on these things. Because my mom, I asked her to come on Springer like years ago. They called yeah. her. She's like, no, I don't want to come on the show. Then she called me after. Well, what are you going to tell me on Springer? I'm like, no, never mind. It's okay. I went <laughs> on the show anyway, just without her and, you know, did my own thing. Um, what do you think the hardest thing is having all the podcasts and doing the live streams? I mean, it seems like it's a full-time job. It is basically. I'm starting so now it's two. I'm two times a week now, but I'm moving to three. It is like a full time job. You end up making money from it, but um, it's a lot of. I get tired of my own voice. You know what I mean? I get tired of like just hearing my own voice. And then if somebody wants to call me afterward. I'm like, I just can't talk anymore. I just can't do it. Like when I'm doing it, it's fun. But when I shut the laptop and then it's like done, I'm like, don't. Please do not talk to me. Like, but other than that, it's it's more fun than it is difficult. I hate I hate a technical difficulty moment. I get really bent out of shape. But other than that, uh, it's it's easy. It's it's. I think I'm drawn to it because I like doing it. So. Yeah, there are far and few people that are successful or become successful with it, and the ones that are really good at it, like you and Chrissy. You know, you do good. You do good work with it, and it's something you can monetize. And you yeah. know, it's people like you and her deserve to really make as much money as you can off of it, right? Really, that type of commitment. Yeah, and that's a whole uh, great community of people that I met. The other streaming um, uh, girls, they they all come on my show, and it helps me out. And they trade fan bases and things like that, and they're all just the sweetest. So. 
Um, I'm really thankful that uh, Chrissy helped me out with that a lot. And she always will pop into my show. And then, and then I have a hundred more people watching than I would. It's just, it's really nice of her. Yeah, she always has my back. I can't, uh, and I just have the best time with her. So it's, she's easy to talk to, easy to stream with too. The first time I went on Wet Spot, I was kind of freaked out. It was the Christmas show, okay? So I'm sitting next to Zia, <laughs> uh -huh. or Chris. You went up, I was next to Zia, and then there's some old guy with, like, almost a mullet who was drunk during the <laughs> show. I'm like, what the fuck? And I'm used to seeing everything at this point. I'm like, okay, what is going on here? I'm just, like, totally out of place at this point. Um, <laughs> I went back on the show after. It was a totally different vibe. But my first live stream... The sound was not working. It was just last Monday. I have to tell you, I was so humiliating. What's your advice? <laughs> I, someone... will I will literally, I've been like, I just make a joke of it. Some, I've, I had like a fit. I had a fit because somebody told me that, like right now, see, I've never used this before, actually. Like right, right. now, my sound isn't coming through my microphone. I'm all right with it. But back maybe three months ago, I would have been like... I just have the meltdown live. I'll get like in, in, in the fetal position on the chair and start like rocking back and forth. Like, I'm terrible at this. But people think it's funny. But if your sound is off, yeah. Or if you're choppy, it's a live stream, right? You have to just pay attention to the comments. They'll tell you and then just stay calm because I tend <laughs> to have a fit, which can be entertaining in and of itself. But uh, yeah, that stuff, it is, it's live. You're like, I'm an idiot. I can't. So have good help. You seem like you do. And stay calm. You know, don't cry or anything like me. Well, no, it was his off night, but he still hopped in. And you should have seen me. I'm like, oh, shit. It was like that one scene in Wayne's World. When Was it Wayne's World or Wayne's World 2? When Garth was left alone there by the camera because Wayne just, they sent him home for calling whatever, the arcade guy a sphincter or whatever. And Garth is there like, uh, uh, uh. Okay, I'm on TV. <laughs> and even just, last you know, night, even huh? last night, my my had to take, unplug my camera for a second, and my because oh. my sound was choppy. My mom was sitting there. She's like, by herself then, and she's like, "What?" I can hear her. She's like, "Well, it's just me now." <laughs> Keanu will be back soon. Like she's not a <laughs> professional podcaster. I just left her. I just threw her in the deep end by herself. But I got it yeah. fixed. Yeah. I'm thinking of that. I think I should try to bring my mom onto one of my live streams and see what she does. Yeah, I it's just fun. It may not be the best. Yeah, it's fun. Okay. Maybe we should call her and tell her that and see what she says. She'll probably hang up on me, you know, like she normally does when I come up with these, like, ideas now and again. Um, I've called her drunk before, and she just hangs up. So I just think that she's would like, not be a... Huh? She's like... Click. <laughs> Yeah, I don't have time for this. Like, well, why don't you grow up now? I'm not going to do that. Speaking of which, growing up, did you watch comedy growing up? Did you watch SNL? So nowadays, it's really questionable about where our meat is coming from with people like Bill Gates and everyone else screwing up our farm produce. So I decided to try my freeze-dried beef because it's the freshest beef ever at freedomfirstbeef.com. If you go to freedomfirstbeef.com, they have freeze-dried 100% organic beef and put in the code Jasmine, J-A-S-M-I-N, for 15% off. I was never a big SNL fan. I loved, you know, I love movies. You can tell you do too. I like that. Um, yes. Um, 
we watched a lot of comedy movies, but um, what did I, I think the only st I think the first stand up I saw was Sarah Silverman. And then, you really? know, I like emulated her, I think, when I first did stand up, not emulate, but everybody like has an idea probably from somebody that they like of what stand up is. She was always one of my favorites. Yeah, but I never really sat and watched a bunch of stand up. I never went to like comedy clubs or anything like that now. I can't do comedy clubs now. If it's like you and Chrissy, Lila, if it's like one of you three, fine. Yeah. It's a bit, especially, yeah, with the COVID thing and the, it was very, and it's liberal, a lot, a lot of New York too. It's a lot of, um, you, yeah, I, it, I, I get what you're saying and I don't know how to say it. <laughs> it's just like, it's different. Like when I go to the clubs here, I live around the corner from a comedy club here. I know. It's just. These girls get up and they tell jokes about getting fingered by their uncle or getting raped or something. It's the same right. shit over and over. It's like no one raped you. You're fucking gross. So trust me, that is a lie. It's like if you're gonna be dirty, there has to be a nuance to it. There's a nuanced way to be filthy. If you're just like, I love squirting. Oh, wow. Two, you have to, but if you, the, the economy of words has to be right. There has to be something funny to it other than my uncle raped me. Well, that's not very funny, is it? It's like, it's, if it's, it can't just be shocking. Like, I got finger blasted by this, the, like, there has to be a, there's a way to be dirty that's not going to just like, you know, make people extremely uncomfortable and annoyed, you know? So I totally, yeah, I get that. Yeah, I just don't know if they know the right formulas. But now you just gave me an idea. Maybe I will go to a show when I see so much of amateur girls going up there. And the second someone does the rape thing or start talking about it, it's usually very quiet. I'm going to start laughing my ass off. I'll just be the only person laughing. <laughs> stand up and say, that's shitty. <laughs> no, that's awesome. That is awesome. Can I have your uncle's number? That's fucking amazing. It sounds like yeah. such a good time. Incest more, bravo! <laughs> then I'll probably get thrown out of the club. Uh, what is your formula for a good dirty joke? Like, what kind of? Yeah, what is the formula? Because not many people know how to do it. I think I, uh, I have one actually. That's all right. So my dad, uh, when I moved to New York, this is a true story. I my dad, I accidentally left my vibrator home, and my dad mailed it to me. Without asking, he just FedExed me my hot pink rabbit vibrator. And I, I mean, I opened the box. I swear to God, I looked down at it and, I, and then I said, oh my God, it's so much cleaner than I remember it being. It's dirty. It's weird because it's my dad. But if I tell you the joke, it's like he didn't actually polish it or anything. He just sent it to me. And when I texted him and I said, you couldn't have saved me the embarrassment. He said, no, it was much funnier this way. He has an odd sense of humor. That joke on stage, yes, that's dirty, and yes, it's odd and kind of controversial, but it's not like, Duh, I want to fuck my dad or something like that. Do you know what I mean? So that, it, it has like, it's a goofy or funny element to it, not like so insane that, that people get uncomfortable with it, you know? What was your day job before any of this? What am I doing? I used to be a bottle girl uh, in Charleston when I went to college, Charleston. That was fun. Um, okay. I worked at a lot of bars. Uh, I 
uh, worked for my dad for a while too, from, um, from home. Um, what else? What else have I done? I've done only like artistic stuff. I've never had like, I've never worked really in an office. I used to work in my dad's office, like when I would be at home. But other than that, just bars and <laughs> comedy and streaming. So that's it pretty much. It's not too bad. I like, I like a bar atmosphere though. I lo it's fun to work at a restaurant, but thankfully I don't have to do that anymore. So. Yeah, well, you have the patience and the personality for it. I did the bartending thing briefly. It lasted about a week because I threw a drink in a customer's face. Um, That's the move. <clears throat> I've always wanted to do that. That is so sassy. <laughs> you got to do it. It was in a strip club in it. New York City. You have to do it at least once. Just take the job. You'll get fired, though. Um, actually, if you went into an all-ethnically-owned bar and then they fired you, let them fire you, then you could sue them after it. Just say it's a cultural difference or something. Exactly. Throw a drink in someone's face. Well, I never. I just think that's so, it's so fancy. I love it. It was this way. I was like, go oh, fuck yourself, bitch. Um, <laughs> and they were like pop rocks. I made a pop rock shot, right? So at the edge of the glass, I put orange. Like I'd have an orange wedge. I'd go around. Then I put the pop rocks at the edge of it. I put the pop rocks at the top of the drink. He complained about something. The guy was just drunk, I think. But yeah. he, he said something to piss me off. And I was just over it. Because he's sitting there with some Russian stripper. He can't speak English, no English. It's like, bitch, I'm begging you, please speak English. And I was begging them to just go sit somewhere else because I have to hear her do this. It's so painful. I want to slice my wrist up right now. Right. <laughs> and I didn't, obviously, but she just wouldn't stop. And I cut her off. But him, he just, like, he was being a wise ass. That's what's just, there you go. And I love the pop rocks when flying at him. Yeah, but pop rocks are great. It's, it's like a fun, creative thing, making drinks. What did you want to do while you're, like, when you were a kid, did you aspire to do comedy? Did you think you wanted to be in front of a camera? Did you want to be a vet, a mortician, a butcher? Mortician. <laughs> that would be hardcore. Wow. Um, what did I say in kindergarten? I think I said, I either want to be a librarian or a model. No idea where that came from. I don't even like to read. I have no idea where that came from, I and mean, I'm certainly not a model. So it's somewhere I want to do something in between librarian and model. And then I guess when I was, and then I guess I was like, yeah, I suppose I'll just be an actress. It wasn't for me. I can't really sing, can't do musical theater. So I can't, and I, camera acting is really difficult. Um, so this is sort of, I'm sort of doing what I thought I would always do. I never thought it would be stand up comedy but it's it's acting adjacent so it is and you're and definitely different than a lot of the comics in new york my apartment's not too far from um a, com a comedy club <laughs> but i noticed one thing on the upper east side every woman over <laughs> i shouldn't say this almost every woman over 40 on the east side is a fucking stand-up Really? I don't know what it is in New York. Yeah, it's like, is on your life that side, boring? I live on the Upper East Side. I love, uh, but I wonder. Every woman over forty is like a stand-up. I wonder yes, who in that area. Me. It's like you get the married ones, you get the single ones. I don't know what you think. It's a social thing. Like what? Could be kind of yeah. weird. Yeah, it is an odd. It's an odd neighborhood for sure. Fun, fun. I live on the poor part of the Upper East Side. Not the, not the. Um, if you go over. <laughs> Towards the middle, that's where you know the the rich people are. We're like, uh, but the the comic strip is right here. I don't know if you've ever heard of that mm -hmm. place. I live yep. 
really close to that. That might be why. That's probably why they're all milling around up here because of the comic strip. That could make sense. <laughs> Danger Fields was nearby, I think, near yeah, me. That close. I'm, on, I'm in the 50s. Yeah. So that would totally make sense. But, I mean, you do a great job at um, at entertaining people, like no matter what it is. And just by you telling me your mom was in this, I'm still impressed by that. I mean, did she give you any resistance to do this? Or, you like, how do you, how do you talk your mom into doing a live stream? I swear to God, it was going to be my first one. And I was like, would you just come on this and do this with me? Because I was, like, kind of terrified. And then she, she's my sidekick. She's not there the entire time, all the time. But pretty much, I mean... Um, and then I'm doing one a week without her. But she's like, she was like, I called her. She was like, sure. She popped on her uh, iPad. I got her a ring light and she's, uh, she's taken to it. She's hilarious. They like her more than they like me. Like she, she's a, com she's a complete star. She's, she's always such a good sport. We're really close. So, um, and she's like, she, she's, just down to talk about whatever she's like me so people can ask her anything she's she's really cool you have to come on sometime i'm going to ask you after this um i'll have oh some... i have to i just want to meet your mom like not you but just your mom yes i know all this i wouldn't even show up just <laughs> my mom you'll be thick as thieves <laughs> i'm like yeah this is so awesome yeah Kiana. what okay yeah anyway Kiana's mom <laughs> Yeah, exactly. we have to do that because I just I loved your vibe and everything. And the fact that you have turquoise in the background of your place <laughs> is just like another it looks very Barbie-ish and it's very Breakfast at Tiffany's-ish, whether yes. you choose to believe this or not. And I pick up on this from people like when I see things, I think that you're a lot more you identify more <laughs> with Breakfast at Tiffany's more than you really think, because it's yeah, something, I, there's something I there. Yeah, definitely. So I've never been one to try energy drinks for too long because they're always really um, sugary. They amp you up. But I decided to try Tiger Life. That's T-I-G-E-R-L-Y-F-E. -E. And no, it doesn't have anything to do with Joe Exotic. TigerLife.com. They have an amazing energy drink. Um, no sugar added. It's completely clean energy. It's made here in America. And they have a couple of really cool flavors. Um, it actually has cane sugar in it, which is pretty good. But zero sodium. So that means you will not get bloated. This definitely amps me up. Sometimes I do it when, I, um, when I'm about to do my live stream or if I just need a boost in the middle of the day. So Tiger Life, have some and make sure to put in the code Jasmine, J-A-S-M-I-N, for free shipping. There's something about that movie that hits you, that hits me, yes, specifically. I understand. I, I get what you're saying. I like, I, Audrey likes things like that movie, um, aesthetically pleasing you know what i mean that 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 vibe so i totally get that yes i like need i need my space that's why the mask is hanging there i like the the tiffany blue and um yeah i i understand that yeah and it, you know high class hooker anything comedy only fans <laughs> all that stuff you're we're selling ourselves somehow what we're doing right now so it's sort of the same we're not i'm not having sex for money or anything at least not yet I'm just teasing but uh the <laughs> I, i'm just teasing. Uh, uh, that i would not be able to do but that's a you're if you're in entertainment you're selling yourself no matter how you're entertaining people so you pulled that out it's of my true. brain there you go <laughs> And no, it is true. And that that's Breakfast at Tiffany's, the brownstone, it's on the east side. I have the yeah, address of it. Side, right. Have you been there? 
No, I mean, it's got to be around here somewhere. I just recognize. Or maybe she's on the west side. No, but she's on the east side. East side? Yeah. Yeah, I have the I address. It's like a brownstone. I should try and find that. That's cool. Yeah. I'll send you the address and you can take cool. photos outside of there. But the building was for sale before. But that's, you got to go there. Do you know the cross streets? Yeah, it was right off of Central Park South. Um, it was like 70-something street, 74th, 75th, between Central Park South and Madison. That is so yeah. funny. Yeah, I am right near there. I actually, yeah, I need to go find it. I'll take Gino. We'll go uh, We'll go drink a White Claw in front of it and take pictures. <laughs> a White Claw. Make call. a champagne. Champagne. <laughs> I get it. It's just... So are you into sketch comedy at all? Is that something you see yourself ever doing? Like characters? I suppose I could. People, I, I haven't, I have not done much of anything like that. Not since, I guess, college. But I, I'm not opposed to it. Like, I love, um, did you know who Ryan Long is? He's a, he's a comic, yeah. I, I love his, I love his uh, sketches. And I'm not like a person that's that's drawn to um, like sketch comedy and like improv. I respect it and I think it's cool. I just find I would be like nervous. But I guess any I mean, I guess you unless you try it, anything could make you nervous. But I think he's uh, he really is has a really funny brain. And um, uh, so I like I like those. I could do something like that. But no, I have not done anything like that. So. I could totally see you doing it. The first time I met Chrissy, like before I was even on her show, I was on someone else's show at Compound. She's like, oh, you went, you did improv? You graduated from Second City? You don't strike me as the kind of girl that does improv. I'm like, what the fuck is that supposed to mean? Well, so because you're cool. I was going to, oh, I, it's because you're so cool. A lot of like theater people, sketch people can be like, it's like <laughs> a little wacky or whatever. Probably more like, my, I'm, oh no, I'm wacky. Don't put yourself. Yeah. <laughs> but they're just like, I went to Groundlings and then the second day of class, I'm like, who the fuck is this bitch? Like, do you really take yourself that seriously? Like, she was, it's just like, now I see what Chrissy means. And I, 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 I worked with theater for a while in London, and that's where you meet the real wackadoodles with theater. Right. Oh, wow. Yeah. I can't even, I cannot even imagine. <laughs> that's got to be serious. Yeah. That's Shakespeare territory there. Like, uh, but, um, yeah. yeah, I know I had a lot of theater people that would go and like study there. I'm like, fuck no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> theater in Charleston is plenty. Thanks. <laughs> you have to audition to get into the theater there. <clears throat> and, uh, it's like a cult. Yeah, I'm sure. Wow. People aren't so sleeping were, with each other. They're were, cultish. You went to school for theater too then, or no, or just, it was just improv. No, I went to school for theater. Like I've done yeah. almost every method acting class there was out there from Strasbourg to um, Meisner. and all that. Yeah. Everything I've done. Like if there's a, if there's a method out there, <laughs> I've done it. <laughs> it was just for camera acting. That. I just didn't know it. I'm sitting here. The first thing I say is, Theater is a useless major, <laughs> but I meant for it me, but it, but it ends up that it's not. I always just say that, but yeah, I respect it. It's just, I did, I had no well, idea. My, I didn't get a major in that. My major was in business. So I could tell you this business is a useless major. <laughs> is it? See, I, when I look back, I'm like, that would have been the move. Take the theater classes and then get the business 
degree, but I, maybe, col maybe people are just moving away from going to college. You could just Google anything. So I think like the TikTok generation, they're just like, we're just, we don't need college. We're just going to Google it and call it a day. <laughs> Their fucking time span is like this. They it can't is. even write cursive. If you cannot write cursive, do not engage in conversation and do not engage in an argument with me. It's true. And like the thing with, it's true. No, well, the thing is with millennials, if you ever get that really young girl, like I'm not even like older teenagers, if they ever give you that dirty look, you say, listen, bitch, I will fuck your dad and make you my stepchild. Do not <laughs> mess with me. And that is what you do. Because so many of them, they just don't get it. They don't no. get it. And I had this talk with someone the other day. It's such a weirder generation. That's why I thought you were really cool. I'm like, oh, okay, well, she's cool. She's not a weirdo. Well, she's not <laughs> you know, She's not weird in that respect. <laughs> you know, I'm weird in a kooky, fun sense. Not a, uh, okay, God, what the fuck is wrong with this person sense. <laughs> now, getting to the whole Gino thing. I know where you met him, obviously. Do you right. ever find yourself in competition with your own fiance? Because you're sort of in the same business, but yeah. Not really. Well, no, actually. He, goddamn, the man is the most supportive, loving, snuggly, like just builds you up sort of um, human I've ever met. There's a lot of, uh, a lot of, he's just like, he's so, he's so damn affectionate. My God. It's like, get, get off of me. But I like it though. I just, I tease when I say that. But we're not, it's not a competition. We work well together, sort of. Like I go and I go on the road with him and open for him. Our sets are completely could not be any more different. So there's there couldn't really be any sort of competition there. And what's good for him is good for me, and what's good for me is good for him. So there's no we want we want each other to succeed. If it were anybody else, if it were some other male comic, they say don't date the comics. I've boned a few of them, and I'm now I'm marrying one. But um. Uh, if it were another male comic, things might be different. They might feel kind of funny if if something good were happening to me, and then the, some 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 boys can't take it. But not Gino. No no competition there. So yeah, as far as I can tell, really unless he's a very good liar. I don't know. He seems happy for me. So <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys are spectacular together. I think and. Um... <laughs> I think it's very cute and very endearing somehow uh, <laughs> to chemically imbalance people in a functioning, productive relationship. That is what I will put in my vows. That is the perfect <laughs> description of it. Thank you so much. We're two chemically imbalanced people in a very productive, loving adult relationship. Yes. And when he's in hospice in like three years, I'll get so much sympathy again. I'm just kidding. It's just a horrible joke because he's old. <laughs> I well, hate making that joke. I have to retire it. It's so rude. No, he's no, not no, it's a good joke. It's good. It's very Anna Nicole Smithish. But if you examine, no, no, I'm telling. You, this is the way you do it. If you examine, like I have a friend that's a nurse. If you examine someone's blood panel, right, that's in that diabetic range. I call them the diabetic friends, the sugar daddies. So oh when if, if your diabetic friend has sugar issues or if you can get a blood panel, you give it to a nurse, look at it. Then when you're out again, give him more sugar. Like send him over the fucking edge, get the wife off the wheel if there's a wife, and just 
going for the kill. Like Anna Nicole Smith did it okay. I mean, she did good, but somehow she I got screwed you, out of Jane it. Jane Howard Marshall. Oh my God. <laughs> I love you, Marshall. <laughs> Marshall, I love you there. Even if you got your diapers on. Right. So, so with Gino, it's okay. And you know, you can tell he really yeah. likes you. Also like the other piece of advice, like if it's ever, if you date a guy that's involved in some kind of criminal activity that is vicious, like real hardcore shit, like I mean cartel level drug dealers, not street dealers, but real criminals, they have a shorter lifespan. They have, this is good. This is good to know. Thankfully, he's definitely <laughs> not rich and he's definitely in good shape. And he's he takes all sorts of supplements and things and he's very healthy. So he'll be with us a long time. I, I have to stop making that. Making that old man is going to die joke. No, he's don't. It's great. It's great. <laughs> no, he's the sweetest. If he were, if he, uh, definitely not marrying for money. I'm marrying for love. But um, he's the, yeah, I can't complain about him. He's just the sweetest. So. And you're supportive of one another, which is perfectly fine. So what are your socials if people want to stalk you in a comedy show and tell you that's shitty or that's great? I love uh, that. <laughs> I love it. Um, it's great. So it's it's easy. Instagram and Twitter. I'm on those mostly. You can find my link tree on there. It's just Keanu C. Thompson, and then my YouTube channel is you. It's Keanu C. Thompson, but you can just Google Keanu Cast. And we're uh, right now Tuesday, Wednesday, and starting on either tonight or next week Thursday. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday live at seven and eight and eight on YouTube. Keanu C. Thompson. That's it. Easy peasy. I can only imagine how wild it gets. I'm gonna send Seriously. you some dates because I, I would. You have got to come on Keanu Cast with uh, me and Mickey, and you can. I'll just let you two girls gab. It'll be fun. No, you gotta, you gotta be. You have to be in there, or else I can't. Like, oh, you I will be in be, there. Yes, of course, I'm not just gonna. <laughs> Here, mom, you're not like leaving you. Exactly. <laughs> Feed me to the lions like that. And what are most of the topics on your shows anyway? Is it just babble about everything? Do we talk about current events? Do we talk about things that are trending or just everything? Everything under the sun. Um, we, if you have something you want to talk about, it's, it's there are no rules. We have no rules whatsoever. We are not going to probably, we don't typically go like, oh, Here's today's list of topics. Here's the current events. If there is a current event we want to talk about, we talk about it. If there's not, then we'll just gab and drink wine. But um, yeah, so it'll be really fun. I'm down for that. So yeah. it sounds like a date with two hot you chicks. You can take your mom on, then you, then you, then she can come on too. That we've done that before. If she would, mm -hmm. that would be really cool. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so um, <clears throat> about that. <laughs> I'll ask, but I know what the answer is. She'll probably just be like, no, I'm not going to do it. Like, what are you doing? Grow up. We're not. Yeah. I don't think you so. I could probably get another one. But you, you definitely put the feelers out. If she wanted to come, she's also invited. So. Okay. We're, we're, we'll try that. Mom, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to send this to you and you're going to, you know, you're going to listen to this and understand that moms are welcome in the world of podcasting and madness <laughs> for sure. But thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. Um, this was so much fun. Sit tight. Yeah. Sit tight for a second. And thanks again. Everyone, make sure to check out KeanuCast. She's awesome. She has the brightest eyes on the internet. <laughs> and they're real. They're not fake. Yeah.